Well, what's going on, everybody? Man, I love that. You guys are into it and ready, right? Excited? Good. Well, welcome to church. Um, what's up, Mobile? Hope everybody over there is doing great and Foley. Um, and then you guys online, welcome. It is great having you at church today. Um, one, one big piece of news before I get to the message is this weekend is opening weekend at our Honduras campus in their brand new facility. Come on. Yep, Pastor Pablo and the team have been, uh, have been doing it portable for a little over a year, and they have been working about two months now to build out that facility. Um, and there's a few pictures that they're going to show you of it. It looks incredible. Um, and this weekend, actually, like literally right now, their service is starting, their very first service in this space. Um, and we're excited for them. And the really cool thing is they're growing so fast um, that they're already planning to go to two services beginning on Easter Sunday. Um, just incredible things happening in Honduras. So you guys be sure to pray for them. Um, They've got some awesome things coming up. Well, look, I want to kick off this series, this kind of mini series called Bold. Um, And I I just want to talk about living a bold life. Um, I want to talk about being bold. I mean, you guys all probably know someone. As soon as you kind of hear that word, maybe an image comes to mind, a person comes to mind. But this idea of bold is very, very simple. A person who's bold has the ability to take risk. They almost enjoy taking risks. They don't, they don't shy away from a risk. They're, they're confident. They're courageous. Um, they're extremely bold. And I feel like there's a lot of kind of pieces of the Christian life that so many of us miss out on, um, that we, we are just kind of scratching the surface, you know, and I feel like the blessed life was one of those type things that so many of you have been coming and you enjoy and you sit and you worship and you kind of are a spectator and you contribute a little bit and you do a little, but getting into that is a whole nother, another, another part of the Christian life that so many people never even tap into. They kind of get to this point of just comfort and, hey, this works for me. You know, I do this thing once a week. I, I serve a little here. I give a little there. I do just enough. And it's kind of this nice, comfortable thing. But the sad thing is most of us are missing so much more that God wants for you. So much more. I kind of look at it like this, like I'm a big movie guy. I love to go to the movies. Um, it's definitely my love language. It's where the Lord speaks to me, all those sort of things. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It's this beautiful experience, you know, the whole deal. Um, and I, I love movie trailers. Like that's one of my favorite parts of going to a movie is to go to, and see those movie trailers. Um, you know, and it drives me nuts because my wife is literally, she's always late for everything. And it just drives me bananas. And I'm always on time. And I'm like, no, literally, we will cancel date night if we're late for the movies because I'm not going to miss the trailers. Like that is that important. Um, but it's like, you know, you sit and you watch it, you know, you go get your ticket, you get your popcorn and you better get some goobers or you're not having a spiritual experience in the theater. Um, you know, and you, and you go on in and you, and you enjoy the trailers and you got some highs and you got some lows, you got some sad movies, you got some happy movies, you got some action packed movies. And it's like within like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, man, you just like in this incredible roller coaster. You're like, man, this is awesome. And what happens is so many of us in our spiritual life, at that point, we get up and leave. And we don't actually stay for the main event. We don't actually stay for the main thing. We've, man, we've had some awesome experience. We've committed. We bought the ticket. We got the popcorn. We're watching, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of experiencing some highs and some lows, some incredible things. And then we get up and we leave. It's funny. A lot of people actually did this a few months ago when the new Star Wars trailer came out. 
I actually read that people literally went to the movies, spent 10 bucks a ticket to go to the movies to watch the Star Wars trailer. And then a mass exodus took place after the trailer of people leaving. Uber nerds, right? Um, I may have been one of them, but I don't know. But, But I feel like that's what so many of us are doing in our spiritual life. Like we're experiencing bits and pieces of amazing we're, we're scratching the surface of some really powerful, really incredible things. But then when the main event starts to roll around, we kind of pick up our stuff and go. Like we're not, we don't, maybe, maybe you don't know how to go to that next step. You know, maybe you're afraid of it. Maybe you just, you know, you're, I don't know, new to this. Maybe you're new to faith and you're like, you know what? I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to learn it. Or maybe, maybe you've been around this thing for a long time. And you're kind of sitting back and you're just kind of relaxing. And today I want to encourage you to take more. I want to encourage you to go after more. I want to encourage you to live bold. Because if you're not daring to believe God for the impossible, then you're missing a lot. You're missing a whole lot of this Christian walk, this Christian faith. If you're okay, just kind of being a consumer. If you're not willing to push to the next level, you're not willing to believe God for the impossible, the improbable, to believe in miracles, to believe in amazing things to happen, to believe that when you take a step of faith, God is there. And as a pastor on this staff, that's the last thing that I want our church to do is to leave before the main event, to come and to be a part and to just dabble and to not get the fullness of God. And some of you guys, man, you have been around it a while. You've been, you've grown up, you've, you know, you've spent 30 years in church and you know it, man. You got it all figured out. You got it all, you know, done. And so you've decided you're just going to kind of sit back. Hey, man, this is a season of life that I get to chill and I get, I just let all the young bucks run, right? We just let all the kiddos hit it. No, man, there's something for you. God's not done with you yet. And there's a step of faith that we all need to take that we all need to stretch in, that we all need to grow in. My goal today is, to simply, is simply that, to help grow your faith, to encourage you to take a step of faith. Look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not one, my goal today is not to get you from one to 10. My goal is just to help you take a step in the right direction, to inspire you, to encourage you that God's not done. Where you are right now is not done. God's got more for you, no matter what's going on, no matter where you are in life. There's a whole lot more that you're, that you're just not even tapping into. There's two stories in the New Testament that I absolutely love. I think they're extremely, incredibly just crazy because the author takes the time to note, to mention that Jesus was amazed in these instances. Both of them, Jesus was actually amazed. Now just think about that for a second. Jesus, right, who's omnipotent, omnipresent, omni-everything, he, you know, he... he literally knows everything. And the Bible says that he was actually amazed at something. He was shocked. He was surprised. He was stunned. He couldn't believe it. And that's pretty incredible. That's pretty amazing, right? To think that Jesus Christ was in a circumstance where he was actually amazed at what went down. Their first story kind of went like this. Jesus goes into his hometown and, um, and he's there and he's there to do what Jesus does, which is heal people. Right? He goes in to cast out demons. He goes in to restore homes and families. He goes in to restore lives. He goes in to do what he does. However, this was his hometown. So the word says that they didn't respect him. There was no honor there. They didn't love him. They didn't respect him. They thought, who is this kid, man? I changed his loincloth when he was a little tyke. Like I, I wiped his butt. I know where the freckles are on that butt. 
right? Like they knew him. Like that's that kid from down the street. Like that's that carpenter's kid. That's that kid that used to, that built my chair in my living room. That's the kid that did this and the kid that did that, that grew up, I went to school with. That's that kid. What in the world could he possibly teach me? What in the world could he possibly do for my life? Here he comes all back into town, all talking big and talking bad. And he's got this, this whole new thing, man, what the heck is going on? And this is the way that the story wraps up in Mark 6. Jesus could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on just a few sick people and heal them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. He was amazed at their lack of faith. It's interesting to me that Jesus went there intending to heal people, but he couldn't. He could not heal people because of their lack of faith. Because they just didn't believe enough. They didn't believe that he could do the impossible. They didn't believe that that Jesus Christ could do what he said that he could do. What in the world is happening in your life or could be happening in your life that you just don't have the faith to believe? What is God wanting to do in your life? What's he, what's he right there going, man, if you'll just believe, I can do this, I can do that. I want to I take you here. I want you to experience this. But you've got to believe Jesus could not do it because of their lack of faith, and he was amazed. The second story kind of goes like this. There was a, a centurion who had a servant that got very, very sick, and he was going to die. And I love this because the centurion, who wasn't liked by the Jews at all, you know, he, you know, because of what they did to the Jews. And this one particular one was a little bit different. He actually loved his servant and he cared for him. And so he sent a friend to Jesus. Now get this, he didn't even go himself, which is pretty incredible right there. He actually sends a friend and he says, hey, listen, tell Jesus, he doesn't even have to come to my town. He doesn't even have to come to my city. He doesn't even have to come lay hands on this guy. Because I believe in authority, and I believe that at his very word, my servant can be healed. He said, don't even waste your time coming over, man. Just say the word. Boom, done. Just like that. This is, what, this is the way Luke records the ending of this story. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him. And turning to the crowd following him, he said, I tell you the truth, I've not found such great faith even in Israel. I have not found such great faith. That because of his great faith... Jesus could do impossible things, even more impossible than normal, right? The normal of laying hands on someone and seeing healing. No, from a distance, he just believed and boom, God healed, Jesus healed this servant. So my question is very, very simple. Where is your faith level? If Jesus were to look at your faith level right now, would he be amazed at the greatness of it? Or would he be amazed at the lack of it? Where would you be on that spectrum? I mean, that's two pretty extreme things. And maybe, you know, if, if we're looking at a one to a 10, you know, wherever you are in there, I don't know. But my, my goal today is to encourage you to take a step forward. A really kind of a fun little test that we can do um, to kind of maybe help you understand where your faith level is, is this. I want you to think about just the last seven days, just the last week. I want you to think about what great steps um, or great impossible things have you done that required God's assistance? What, thing, what steps, what, 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 what new things have you done that required God's hand? Because if God wasn't involved, you would have fallen flat on your face. How about this? What bold and incredible prayers have you prayed in the last seven days? What are you praying for? 
What do you believe in God for? Are you believing God for the impossible? Are you believing God to do the impossible that only he can do? Are you? Here's a great little fun game. I love this. If God were to answer every single one of your prayers in the last seven days with an immediate yes right this second, what would be different in the world? If Jesus Christ were to say yes to every single prayer right now, what would change in your world? What would change in our world? Some of you guys are praying big prayers, man. And you know right off the top of your head, man, I I would see this person saved. This person would be healed. Man, I believe that this would happen and our churches would be full and there would be this. And you would just, man, because you're praying big prayers, you're believing for big things. And then some of you would answer that question by going, well, my food would be really stinking blessed. Like the Pope could eat it, it'd be so blessed. Or you'd be like, well, my thigh dimples would be gone. <laughs> right? I could actually put those jeans on that I used to could wear when I was 22. Right? That would be the prayer that you've prayed over the last seven days. Why? Because you're just not believing God for bigger things. You're not praying big prayers, which tells me that you don't believe God can do big things. God wants you to take a step of faith. He wants you to dare to believe that God can do the impossible. And he wants you to pray that way. He wants you to live that way. He wants you to take steps of faith that reveal to the world that that's the way that you believe. If Jesus were to look at your faith right now, would he be amazed at the lack of it or the greatness of it? Where would you fall? Where would your faith be today? I want to look at a few things. I believe with all of my heart that we're called to be people of big faith. People that are not afraid to step out. And so I want to look at a few things real quick um, that hopefully just inspire you to begin taking a step, begin seeing things differently, um, to, to improve your faith, to grow your faith. And the first one is this, you cannot play it safe and please God. In Hebrews 11, it's a great faith chapter. Um, and in, the, in uh, verse six, it says this, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Listen, if everything in your life you can accomplish with your own power and ingenuity and finances and ability, then you have no faith. Is that hard to hear? It's truth. I mean, if everything in your life you're able to do on your own, then what do you believe in God for? What, do you, what, what faith do you have? Because without that faith, it's impossible to please God. Now, at some point, you surrendered your life to Christ, and that takes faith. At that point, you said, you know what? I can't do this on my own. I cannot redeem myself. I cannot save myself. I cannot fix my own sin problem. So Jesus, I'm having faith enough to put my life in your hands. And you did that and you took a step of faith. Some of you have taken other steps of faith. But then at some point, we just kind of backed up and we got comfortable. We got relaxed. And we thought, you know what? I'm good. I'm comfortable. Everything's okay. And you stop pushing. You stop believing God for big things. I love, love, love the story of Peter and the wave. It's one of my favorite stories in the Bible. I think it's absolutely incredible. And you all know the story, right? Jesus is walking to the disciples. They're out in a boat. He's walking on the water. Jesus is walking on the water, right? It's so crazy to me how we get so used to Bible stories that it's like, yeah, duh. Like, no, he was walking on water, Okay? And the disciples see him and they're like, hey, that's a ghost. And then Jesus is like, no, I'm not a ghost, I'm Jesus. And then Peter says, hey, if it's really you, tell me to come to you on the water. And Jesus says, all right, come on. It's, that's exactly how it went down, actually. I, 
I'm, I'm going I'm to write my own version at some point. But anyway, but that's exactly what happened. And so Peter, crazy Peter, jumps out of the boat and begins to walk. He starts walking one step, two steps, three steps, four steps. I don't know, however many steps he takes. And then what happens? The Bible says he begins, he, all of a sudden he notices, hey, I'm in a storm and it's, it's water. And he looks around and he begins to sink. And what happens? Jesus picks him up. And so often we read that story, we talk about that story, and we talk about the fact that Peter saw the wind, saw the waves, and he sank. He failed. He failed. But I would say it completely different. I think the 11 guys that we don't talk about in that story are the ones that failed. The 11 guys that kept their little butts in that little boat because it was comfortable and safe, they're the ones that failed. All they were asking for is, God, rescue us. This is a storm. Help us, Jesus. Right? And Peter said, no, 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 man. This is an opportunity for me to do something bold. This is a chance for me to do something impossible. This is a chance for me to stretch my faith and do something that no one has ever done but the Son of God. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do what he thought differently. He thought completely differently. He didn't fail. Yeah, he saw the winds and the waves, and he, and he floundered, and Jesus was right there to rescue him. Listen, faith's not perfect. Faith is messy. But you know what it did is it grew his faith. The fact that he took a step and two steps and three steps grew his faith toward just a few chapters later, man, this guy's preaching the gospel. This guy's laying hands on the sick. This guy is doing incredible things. Why? Because his faith grew and grew and grew to the point that he knew God could do impossible things. And not only that Jesus could do impossible things, but through him, God could do impossible things. He took a bold step. You know, so often we think, We have this fear of failure, and we think that if we fail, that we miss God. But I would say that more often than not, failing like that helps us discover God. It's in those moments that God goes, close, buddy, come on up, let me help you. It's in those moments that Jesus is there. It's in those moments that we actually find him, and we find direction, and we find more faith. We grow in that. Man, I love that Peter thought big Small thinking, guys, leads to small living. If you want to live big, then you got to start thinking big. You got to start believing for big things. I mean, you want to see somebody healed. You want to see miracles happen. You want to see, you know, whatever it is, your neighborhood saved, your neighbors saved, whatever. You got to start believing it and praying for it. You got to start acting in it. You got to start jumping out of the boat going, I don't know how this is going to work, but I'm here. Here we go. You got to step out to find out, man. You got to go. You got to do it. No more sitting in the boat and just waiting on everything to happen and working out perfectly and being this beautiful little thing. Because those guys in the boat, we don't talk about them. Their failure was unnoticed. It was uncriticized. It was just pointless. It was a waste of time. Why were they even in the story? Right? But we talk about Peter. We talk about the guy that jumped out of the boat that was crazy that actually walked on water. Listen, he was the only guy, number one, that could say for the rest of his life, yo, I walked on water. Like he was the only guy. He was the only guy that could ever say that. And secondly, he was the only guy that said, that could say, I put all of my faith in him. I put everything I had in him because I could not do that on my own. And he understood and he felt the presence of God. He knew the presence of God and he moved in it and he worked in it. He walked the water. He walked on the water. Second point. As long as you have a guarantee, you don't have faith. 
As long as you have a guarantee, you don't have faith. Hebrews 11.1 1 gives us a great definition of faith, and it's this. Faith is the confidence in what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things that we cannot see. Okay, by its very definition, it's hoping for something that has not yet happened. Okay, it's future. Okay, it's not something, a circumstance, a thing that you currently possess, that you currently have. But yet that's what we want. We want a current guarantee to give us the confidence to take the step. But no, the definition of faith is, no, you just, you're putting hope, you're putting confidence in the hope that it's actually going to happen. It's not concrete. Faith is not concrete. There is no nice little neat little thing that, yes, you step out there and boom, it's going to work. No, it's, there's nothing concrete. There is no guarantee. So many of us want, before we're going to take a step, man, I want to see three, I want to see step three, four, and five. And then I'll, and then I'll take a step. And God's like, no, no, no. It doesn't work like that. You've got to step out in faith. You've got to take step one. You've got to move in faith. The problem is so many of us want faith and control. And you can't have both. You got to pick. You either have faith or you have control. But if you want to live a life of faith, then you give up control. You cannot control it. You have to have faith and you have to step in with all that you are and all that you have. I've got some really, really great friends that I love hearing their story of faith. They've adopted three kids. God put it on their heart, and they just said, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to step out here. Here's the, what I love about the story is there was no, um, you know, they, they didn't wait for $100,000 to be sitting in a bank account for them to step out and say, we're going to adopt kids. And it's because of the way God moved through these adoptions, the favor and the, through the court system and through financing and all this stuff that just only could have been from God. They look back now and they go, our faith was established because we trusted him. Like all that we are as a believer in Christ was established because we stepped out and we believed and only God could have done what God did. Only God could have made that happen. There was no guarantee. You don't sit back and wait until you've got all your plans. And I know control freaks, that scares you to death. You know, you got to have all your plans. You got to have everything figured out. And it's like, no, that's not faith then. If you can figure it out, then you're not relying on God and that's not faith. You got to believe God for the impossible. You got to step out and believe that it's possible and that God can move in those circumstances. You cannot have control and faith. I believe us as a church, very similar, man. There, you know, this is a corporate house where we're all part of this thing together. And there are some things this year that I'm so excited about that we're going to step out on because, man, as a church, we are big thinking. We are just absolutely all in, man. We believe in a big God. We have a big faith with that big God, and we believe it. And there's no guarantee, but there's some cool things coming this year. But as a church, that's what we do. As, as individuals, that's the way that we should live. You know, some of you guys, you... I'm thinking how to say this a little bit. I, for some reason, I feel like I need to say this in this service. There's somebody that needs a friend. You need someone besides your spouse that, that, can, that can be that accountability type partner, but you're scared to death of it. You're scared of getting hurt like you were hurt years ago. You're scared of putting, you know, being vulnerable and being open with someone. You're, you're scared to death of sitting across a table from someone and being actually vulnerable with somebody. You know what? You need to take a step of faith today. You need to realize that that relationship is a God thing. That's something God wants for you. And you're going to have to take a step of faith. There is no guarantee you won't get hurt. There is no guarantee that it all, you know, won't work out just perfectly. But you got to take a step of faith. You got to step out to find out. 
You got to believe God for the impossible. Some of you have been waiting, you know, a year now to start a fusion group, to host a fusion group. You've been scared out of your mind. Hey, it's time, man. Step out to find out. Whatever those things are in your life, it's time to step out. There is no guarantee, but it's time for you to step out and do it. It's time for you to go there. Don't wait on everything to be perfect. Just go. The third thing is this, to step toward your destiny, you have to step away from security. To step toward your destiny, you have to step away from security. And this one's tough for us because, man, comfort and security is something we really like. It's something that we really, really like. In Hebrews 11, verse 8, says this, By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place that he would later receive as his inheritance, um, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. He left his homeland, his home city, his home country, everything that he knew, everything that he was comfortable with, simply because God pointed in a random direction and said, go. Hey, Mobile. Hey, Foley. Right? I've just pointed at him. That's why I said hey to him. Boom, go. Simple as that. God said, go. And he went. He dropped everything and he went. He did what he was told. And what's so cool is later he found out that where he landed would be his inheritance. Can you imagine where you're going that you don't even know what God's got planned for you? You have no idea the inheritance that's waiting there for you. You have no idea the blessings that are waiting there for you. You have no idea what God wants to do through you, through your life, to point you know, all the other people around. You have no idea what God wants to do through you until you go. But in order to do that, you got to leave security. you got to leave comfort. And, you know, when it comes down to any kind of growth, it comes down to a decision between risk and comfort. You know, if you're going to grow, you've got to decide between risk and comfort, except in the area of growing your waistline. Comfort kind of goes along with that. But any other type of growth that you want to do means you're going to have to risk something. It means you're going to have to step out and do something different. You can just keep sitting where you've been sitting forever, spiritually, relationally, financially, all these things, or you could take a step of faith. Or you can step out. You can get out of that security. You can get out of that safe spot. A um, year, year and a half ago, something like that, um, Pastor and myself and a few of our staff guys got the opportunity to go to Israel, um, which was absolutely incredible. We spent a little over a week there. And one particular day, we went to this city. Uh, it was kind of a new city. And they had a camp there um, where they, and you guys have probably heard of these, where they do these big trust exercises, these big trust falls. Um, well, I got to do one in Israel. It was absolutely incredible. Um, but this thing was, you know, 35, 40 feet in the air. And it's just like a telephone pole. And it's on, a, on, on kind of a, a hillside. And the city's kind of down there. So, you, you know, and there, there was no ladder per se. There was no rails around it. It was just, you know, you like a, um, like you see, you know, the telephone guys when they climb the pole, you know, that's what we did. I mean, we literally had to climb this pole. And then at the top of it, there was a, a, a stand about this high. I mean, I'm sorry, about this big that we had to stand on. And we just stood there um, at the top of it. And the whole object was you had to jump. There was a buoy about eight or nine, 10 feet away. And so the whole object was standing on this platform. You got to jump and hit the buoy. Pretty awesome, right? It was a blast. It was so much fun. Um, I don't have, I'm not really afraid of heights, hardly at all, but that was a little, you know, terrifying. And it was a little bit rough because you're up on a hill, this is little bitty pole, as you shake, it shakes, you know, it's kind of this rough little thing. Um, and 
most of us did it great. We had one guy on staff. I won't say Pastor Bart's name, but um, <laughs> he potentially struggled with it a little bit. As a matter of fact, he straight got locked up on top of it, and that pole was doing this number because he was shaking so bad. He's like, <clears throat> Um, but he finally jumped. We all jumped. It was amazing. But the cool thing was, is in that moment, man, whenever you jump, there's just this, this excitement, man, this adrenaline that's just pumping through your veins and you're like, just woo excited, right? I mean, you're just so pumped up. And I, I immediately liken that to our faith that when we jump away from that secure spot, because honestly, I could have stood there forever. Bart did. I mean, I could have stood there. (laughs) Guys, y'all don't make fun of him. He jumped. Can we give him a hand? He jumped, guys. I don't know where he is, but he jumped. We could have stood there forever. Honestly, we could have stood there. It would have been boring. It would have been lifeless. Right? We had a great view. We'd have seen some cool things going on, but honestly, we'd have just stood there until the moment that we jumped and we felt that adrenaline. And man, that is our faith journey. You can sit in comfort and you can watch a lot of cool stuff happen, but until you jump and you feel the adrenaline of faith, you feel the adrenaline of God pumping through your veins, you're missing so much. And every single time you jump, man, I got down to the ground and it's like, let's do it again. Right? You're like, let's do it again. Take the harness off this time. Let's go. <laughs> I didn't do that. Right? But you're feeling that. I mean, whenever you step out in faith, there's this adrenaline. You go, okay, I'm going to do that again, man. I'm going to step out again. God's pulling me here. God's telling me this. He's, he's, he's urging me this way. I'm going to go. I'm going to do it. Why? Because it's the most incredible thing in the world when you see God do the impossible in your everyday life. When you see God move through your life in impossible ways, it is incredible. And here's what's really, really cool. You know what gave me the confidence to jump? I had a harness. (laughs) Not only did I have a harness, but at the end of this rope was the largest man I'd ever seen in my entire life. He was a direct descendant of Goliath. (laughs) And he was holding the rope. I had a harness. Peter had a harness. When he was walking on the water, he had a harness. Jesus reached down and pulled him right back up. Listen, God's faithfulness is always your harness. God is faithful to you. He loves you. He has got your back and he is always with you no matter what. This whole faith thing is not so much about the outcome. It's about God's faithfulness. It's about that God will never leave you or forsake you. He has always got your back. He's always for you. He's always with you. And when he leads you to take a step, he's not going to go, ha ha, sucker. Sure shouldn't have done that. He's there, man. He's your harness. He's got a hold of you. He wants your faith to be boosted. He wants you to believe him for bigger, for greater, for impossible things that only he can do in your life. Don't settle for just a normal life. Don't settle for comfort. Don't settle for security, man. Some of you guys... You're hanging on to something so tight. I mean, you're literally white-knuckling a, a, a relationship or a portfolio or a status. You're, you're, you're hanging on to an addiction. You're hanging on to something that's keeping you from taking that step, that's keeping you from going to the next level that God wants you to go. In order to get to your destiny, your inheritance, the thing that God wants so badly for you, you've got to let go of security. You've got to let that thing go. So if Jesus were to inspect, to look at your faith right now, would he be amazed at the lack of it or at the greatness of it? 
Would he look at you and just be amazed at the impossible things that you're believing that he can do? The prayers that you're praying, the things that you're living out in your everyday life. You know, I think individually this plays out in so many different ways. You know, I don't know, you know, like we just came out of the blessed life. I believe with all my heart that some of you guys, you stepped out. Through that series, you stepped out and you said, you know what? This makes no sense whatsoever. Like, like my ingenuity, my mind, my, my um, mathematical skills, this makes no sense. But I'm going to trust. I'm going to believe. I'm going to take a step of faith. And I'm, I cannot wait to see and hear the stories that come back from that step of faith. Because God will do something incredible. God will do something amazing. Some of you, God's been putting on your heart to share your faith with somebody. To just walk across a room and start a relationship. To invite a neighbor over and to begin a relationship. To, you know, something. Just something that moves you. And, and, and you need to do it. You need to take a step of faith. You need to step out there. You need to do it. You need to share your faith. You need to invite somebody to church. You need to go get a bucket of eggs and egg some folks. Whatever you can do, man, get out and do it. If God's putting that on your heart and there's a person in your life, then step out and do it. Some of you, like I said earlier, man, you've been putting off serving and you're like, man, the kids, I really would love to get involved. Or, man, the youth, I think that'd be, I think I'd be, you know, it'd be good for me. And you've been putting it off. It's time to step out. It's time to do it. Some of you, I love this because I hear this sometimes that people will say, you know what, I really think you guys ought to start this ministry. You know, Bay really needs this ministry kind of thing. And it's funny to me because if, if that's in your heart, then maybe God's telling you to start that ministry. Maybe God's telling you to, hey, step out of that boat a little bit. If he gave you a heart for that group of people, if he gave you a heart for this, this thing or this, this problem area, this whatever it is, then don't keep waiting on us to start something. Man, you step out and go. Take the step of faith, man, and do it. Maybe it's a business. I don't know what it is. Whatever it is, but take the step and go. Us as a church, I think it's very, very similar. Corporately, we're doing the exact same thing, man. We're going for it. We're believing God for big things. We're, be- we're betting everything. We're putting everything on faith in God, that God wants to see people saved. That's where it all is, right? We don't believe in a small commission. No, God gave us a great commission, to see all people saved. It drives me bananas whenever I hear people say, but Bay Community is just so big. Well, your love for people is just so small. (laughs) This church is teeny tiny compared to the need in our community. I am, let me tell you, I've been here for 17 years. I've been here, we're just getting started. This is literally a startup church. We're just getting the thing going, man. I'm telling you what, the best is yet to come. God, we hadn't even got started. Seriously, there are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people in our communities, Mobile, Baldwin County, Foley, all the way down, that need the love of Jesus Christ. And we will not stop. We will not stop. As a church, man, that is what we are called to do. So you know what that means? We're going to take big, bold steps. We're going to move in faith. We're going to do some things sometimes that you go, huh? Why? Because we believe God said, let's do this. Let's go there. You know, five years ago, whenever we launched Mobile, we had so many people telling us that, man, that that doesn't make any sense. Why would you go multi-site? I mean, the money, the extra money, the cost, the headache, the problems, all this kind of stuff. And we said, no, 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 this is the direction God's called us to go. 
There was no guarantee. There was no promise that it was going to work out. And now today, there are hundreds of lives that have been changed in Mobile simply because we stepped out in faith and we said, we believe this is what God's called us to do, and we did it. So Mobile, let's give Mobile a big old hand for that. Come on. We're just getting started. We're just getting started. But in your everyday life, in everything that we do, we've got to believe God for more. We've got to believe that God is not done with us. We've got to believe that God can do the impossible. We've got to put all of our hope in him. And I just want to encourage you right now. <clears throat> I, want, I want to ask you to make a small commitment. And it, it may be a little bit bold because I want you to raise your hand. If today, if you've said and you've decided, you know what? He's talking to me. I've been way too comfortable. I've been way too wrapped up in my security. I've been way too wrapped up in playing it safe. And if today you say, you know what? Yeah, I need to, I need to take a step. I need to take a step. Maybe I'm at a two. I'm going to get to a four. Maybe I'm a four. I'm, I'm going to get to a six. But in some way today, you're going to say, you know what? I'm going to take a step. I'm going to move in the right direction. I'm going to believe God for the impossible. I'm going to live in such a way that only God, only God, when he steps in, can make the things happen that I want to see happen. Lives restored, marriages restored, families restored. All these amazing things happen because you, me, we step out in faith and we go. If that's you today, I just want to encourage you to raise your hand right now. Just make this a commitment that we're going to live boldly. Come on, don't be afraid. We're talking about being bold, people. Come on, you know what? Go ahead and raise both hands. I'm going to pray over you. Lord, right now in Jesus' name, I pray for a spirit of boldness upon every single person. Here at Malbus, in Mobile, in Foley, online, I pray, God, every single person with their hand up right now, Lord, may the Spirit of God consume them. Fill them, God, with the spirit of boldness, God, to take a step, to get out of the boat, to walk on those rough waters, to not be afraid of those rough waters. But God, to get out of there, to, to, not, to not play it safe, to risk everything, to believe in you, to believe it for the impossible. Lord, we love you. We thank you, God, for what's going to come from this. We thank you, God, for the steps of faith that will happen, that we will take, the ground that we will take, the souls that will be saved. Lord, we put all of this in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can you just give yourself a big hand? One last thing. I think some of you are feeling very much out of sync with God. That even if God were speaking to you to take a bold faith step, you wouldn't be able to hear his voice. That, you know, maybe your, your ears are kind of consumed with the weight that's on your shoulders, the, the guilt, the shame, the, the stuff that you just feel like you can't get out of, the sin, the whatever it is that's weighing you down, and you just go, man, I... I don't even know that I would know where to start. I'm so disconnected from him. I'm so disconnected from his heart. I want to give you the opportunity before we walk out of this place, I want to give you the chance to surrender all of that to him, to take possibly the greatest faith step you will ever take. And that's to trust him with everything. To take that guilt off, to allow him to take that and get rid of it, to restore you and renew you and and make you a brand new person. And if that's you today, if you come to this place and you go, yeah, that's the bold, that's the faith step that I need to take today, I just want to encourage you to raise your hand right now. Go ahead. All day long, we've had just hands go up all over the place. Come on, go ahead. Throw your hand up. There's a couple over here, some right here, all over. I mean, they're just scattered all throughout. Man, praise God. 
Mobile, Foley, I'm sure there's hands over there too. How incredible is it that as a family, we're taking steps together today. And one of those is welcoming new people into the kingdom of God. I want to pray and I want to lead these guys in a prayer. And I just encourage you to pray this with me and everybody pray this together. Okay, this is, we're going to commit our lives to Jesus. Jesus, we love you and we surrender our hearts to you. We take a faith step to giving you our everything. Forgive us, cleanse us of our sins and help us to live fully devoted for you. You are our everything. We give you our heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we celebrate that, please? Come on.